Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. I am alive. (laughs) Welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, April the 11th, the Tuesday after Easter. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for your prayers last week. Uh, Yeah, I after Tuesday's podcast went last week, went went into the office and had a little cough all day. Um, Nothing, you know, significant, just constantly clearing my throat. And then by Tuesday night, by the time I went to bed, I was like, mm, I am fighting something. And then all night, Tuesday into Wednesday morning, uh, clearly had fever because uh, just could not get warm. And um, so for two days, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, pretty much ran fever uh, both days. Um, you know, chest congestion. Um, and so on Thursday, I was like, I need to go to the doctor just to see, like, make because obviously Easter's coming up. What's going on? You know, I, you know, how do, how can I get better if I need an antibiotic? Let's get on this like ASAP. Um, so I went to the doctor. It was not. It was just. It's basically this a res- respiratory virus, not COVID, a respiratory virus that's going around. A lot of people have had it, where you have fever for a couple of days and then you. Uh, chest can exactly what I had chest congestion. And then some people the cough can last for a couple of weeks. So, but, um, but I'm like feeling better by Saturday morning. I woke up and I felt really, really good. I was like, all right, okay, we, we got this. Um, cause the thing that was concerning me, obviously Easter and, and having to speak three times, but that, the biggest concern for me was the outdoor service because there's no amplification. There's no microphones. It all is projection, right? Just voice. And so Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, I was like, oh, man, this is... Because, oh, the other thing is Thursday, I woke up with no voice, zero. No voice. I could not talk. Like, m- mouth moving, no, nothing coming out. Um, and so that was the thing I was concerned about was like... And it's one thing if the outdoor service were last, but the outdoor service is first. So... So if I'm using up all of my voice in that first service, I was like, yeah, I don't. Uh. So anyway, just prayer and man did every, you know, just st- a stickler in terms of like doing every, you know, hot tea and uh, airborne gummies and all the things, you know, just gar- gargling with hot, hot salt water, all the things just around like constantly, constantly, constantly. And so that, along with, uh, you know, I think a lot of, I know a lot of people were praying um, by, uh, by Sunday, all went well. And, and amazingly, during the outdoor service, I woke up that morning, Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning, and I was like, ooh, because it's just, you know, you know, it is, everything kind of settles overnight. And so I woke up and it was like, my voice was not that great. <clears throat> um, but so I thought, well, here we go. 
um, hot tea, a couple of gla- cut glasses of hot tea and the outdoor service. And I don't know, man, it was amazing. My voice actually got better the more I spoke in the outdoor service. Um, no one had any problem hearing me. And I felt good. I didn't feel like I was struggling. Um, so praise God. Praise God. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Vitamin C, zinc, all of it. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. If there's a remedy, guys, we if rest assured we did it. <laughs> all of it. Um, so uh yeah so thank you though thank you for your prayers thank you for uh just your concern i really really appreciate that it meant a lot knowing that so many people were praying and pulling for me um and um yeah so uh, you know you can probably still hear a little bit of my voice now still na- a little nasally but i mean in terms of the way i feel i feel great um and so getting better so maybe some of you've had this virus going around apparently a lot of people have the, the uh doctor pretty much identified it right away. It's like, yeah, this is what's going around. And you got the, uh, you check off the list of all the symptoms. <laughs> this is exactly what everybody's experiencing. So, um, yeah, never felt horrible. Like, oh, I feel horrible. Like I always felt like, if okay, if I got to, if I have a voice, I can muscle up and do this because I'm not that, oh, really? I'm not that awful. But it was my voice. I was concerned about my voice. So, <clears throat> yeah. Well, hang in there, guys. Lots of liquids do all the good things. And, you know, it's only at the end of the day, it's only like a three or four day deal. I mean, there's the lingering cough and stuff, but the actual sickness is only a couple of days, really. So, all right. With all that, guys, just thank you. <laughs> logged in this morning for my health history, but but I know you were concerned and I know you've been praying and, and were wondering. And so thank you. Thank you. I really I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate the uh, the interest and concern and prayers and uh, no doubt that uh, made a difference. So I was not on yesterday. Uh, the Easter, the Monday after Easter is a recuperation day. So was not on yesterday. Um, so um, we'll be on, plan to be on the rest of this week um, as we continue our reading plan. So, all right, you guys, I hope you guys had a fantastic Easter. We did have good services and everything went fantastic. Uh, the outdoor service was larger than it's ever been. I don't know how many people were there, but definitely the biggest yet. Um, Church was packed. Um, Worship was awesome. Uh, So it's been, it's been great. It was, it was a great, great weekend. Good Friday service was awesome. I was able to make it to that. Didn't participate, but just kind of, or at least didn't, wasn't on the platform, just kind of sat in the back and that was great. So. But as you know, we have an incredible team at Bayside who do they're just they're awesome. So Matthew 26, let's do it, y'all. And I hope wherever you are around the country, you had a great Easter service and was able to celebrate with excitement the risen Lord. So today, though, we're actually going to take a little uh, back to the future. <laughs> actually, no, back to the past. Um, we're going to go back before Easter as we read Matthew 26, as we continue in our reading plan through the New Testament. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Matthew 26, when Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, as you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed 
over to be crucified. He told them ahead of time. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas. And they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. There's just too many people, too, many, too much activity, too many people around, too many of his followers in Jerusalem. Like, we got to get rid of him, but doing it during the Passover may not be the best time, not during the festival of Passover, just because there's too many sympathizers, too many of these people that are empathetic to his cause um, to let this go down in Jerusalem right now during the festival. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why waste? Why this waste? I mean, things are getting crazy right now. We need this. We might need these resources. <laughs> yeah, we have awesome. We do. That's Bayside has awesome staff, awesome volunteers, awesome people. Um, I saw a guy, and I I, I texted him. Um, he was up at five forty-five. Talking about there's someone Mary just posted about how Bayside people as a whole are awesome, and they are. Um, there was, a, there was a man up at 5.45 a.m. to set up tables and a tent for the outdoor service. Then went back home with his family, got his, you know, helped get his little boy ready to go to church, and they went to church. And he participated enthusiastically, I might add, in the choir, both services. I'm like, man, we got good people. I mean, serve, servant's heart, offering praise, beautiful, beautiful. So, and in some ways, tying back to what we're reading, it's, it's offerings, right? Why do people do that, man? They do that because of what Jesus has done for them. You know that. Why do you serve? Because of what Jesus has done for you. Just like this woman who came with the alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, it's a value, you know, just like those early morning hours are valuable. That sleep is valuable. When you offer that time, that sacrifice to the Lord, why do you do it? When it's coming out of the right place, and, and most people in the church, I believe it is, it's because you're thankful. It's, 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 uh, oh, wow, it's frozen. Bummer. Are you? Is everyone? Am I not on right now? I see a few people have messaged that it's not. It's frozen. So, if you can chat, let me know. If it's a thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. <clears throat> um. Okay. Good. So yeah, when people serve and sacrifice and, and do these things, just like the woman with the alabaster jar of oil, what is she doing it for? Because 
she's thankful. And thank you. And so we see that people say things like, um, it's the least I could do, right? That's what they say. So the disciples saw this and they said, why waste? The perfume could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. That's every time you do anything extravagant in the church. Anytime you do extra anything extravagant in the church, well, you know, this money could be used for starving children in another country. Yeah. Well, what are you doing for starving children in another country? Well, not nothing, really. Well, then what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, it's true, man. So, like, one of the things that we, uh, here's, a, here's, a, here's the thing, we got to, we got to, you know, when we did Greater 2020 a few years ago, every building campaign, anything physical, physical upgrades in the build, in the church, I've done, you know, many of those at, at different locations throughout the years. And every time someone will say, well, I don't know that we should be spending this money on buildings. This money should be spent on whatever, whatever. Well, do you come to this building every week? Do you realize all the ministry that's done in this building every week? Do you remember, you know how many lives are touched and changed and transformed and served through this building every week? Yeah, but the money could be given to starving children in Africa. What are you giving to starving children in Africa? Uh, nothing really. Well, sit down. I mean, I don't say that. I think that inside. I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> um. But, you know, one of the things that we're thinking about right now that, you know, we did, there was a, a, a final phase of Greater 2020 at Bayside was to redo our lobby, you know, to really expand it because our lobby is, eh, it's, for the size church it is, it's not that great. It's, it's fairly small. There's not a lot you can do with it because of the shape of the roof. Um, you know, it just, there's, it's very limited in what you can do in the lobby. Um, and we, we value fellowship. We value connection. We value relationships. And so having space and place to do that is a, is a big value to us. And ever since, from day one, there's been talk, even I mean, I remember when I first, those ideas, man, if we could just expand this lobby out towards uh, this. And, then, and so we got, anyway, long story short, you know, we got a building committee together that's kind of working on that. And we got some exciting plans coming up. So you're the first ones to know about this. Um, but when we roll out these plans and this dream and this vision, I can guarantee you there's going to be someone saying, you know what, well, we're leaving the church because we don't believe we should be spending money on buildings. Are you going to be going to another building? <laughs> Probably so. You know what? They had to do a building campaign to build that building. Uh, anyway, but it's going to be awesome. The, lot, the new lobby plans are amazing. Amazing. So exciting. The, uh, the ministry that's going to be able to be done there and the uh, connection and just the, uh, the environment that it will create. <clears throat> um, anyway, kind of a tangent there, a Tuesday, Easter Tuesday tangent. Is that a thing, Easter Tuesday? Well, I guess it is now. Um, Verse 10, aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? What? Mm, I love that. Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will, be, will also be told in memory of her. And it is. We're, 
doing it right now. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and asked, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. Sixpence. Like that, you know, that, um, their band, Sixpence, Sixpence, None the Richer. Comes from this. Sell out. You got sixpence, but you're no, you know, richer. You got your 30 pieces of silver, but you're no richer than you when you started. Not if you sell out Jesus. Come on. You sell out Jesus, you're not, you know, none the richer. I don't care what you got in your pocket. If, you, if, you, if you're selling out Jesus to fill your pocket, you're none the richer. 30 pieces of silver, but none the richer. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, go into the city to a certain man and tell him, the teacher says, my appointed time is near. I'm going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So disciples did just or did as Jesus had directed them and prepared Passover. So Jesus is making arrangements for the Passover. He's apparently made some connections and made some arrangements. <coughs> Excuse me. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were all like, which one? <laughs> not me, not me, not me. Could it be me? He's talking about me. Because they all probably betrayed him in one way or another. They were very sad and began to say to one another, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him, but woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Right, because his, 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 he's going to go down in infamy, right? He's going to be the person who's going to be known as the one who Judas is always known as, the, what, the betrayer. G Judas, the one who, which Judas you talking about? The one who betrayed Jesus. Then Judas, the one who had betrayed, who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. And while they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Remember, these were common elements at the table. This was not a special uh, menu. This was a Passover menu. What Jesus is doing is reinterpreting the Passover for them. Or if you will, he's filling the Passover with complete meaning. That this was these this 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 meal that we as Jews have been uh commemorating and and been uh, participating in to commemorate our exodus from Egypt and salvation um and the anticipation of the Messiah is now being fulfilled. And from now on when you eat this, you're not going to be eating it eating it in anticipation of the coming Messiah, you're going to be eating it in remembrance that the Messiah has come. The body, the bread, now is symbolic of um, <clears throat> the body of Christ. In the Seder meal, it's, symbolic, it's unleavened bread, and it's symbolic of the haste in which the children of Israel had to leave. Didn't have time to put leaven in no bread. Had to go. 
Um, and the wine is symbolic of, of provision. And um, and uh, and Jesus says the the wine now is a symbol symbol of my blood. The lamb over the Passover. Take Heath, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. He said, Drink from it, all of you. This is my this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from the fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went on to the Mount of Olives. You think Jesus was a tenor or a bass? What you think? What you think? Just take a little, little poll here. Would Jesus a tenor or a bass? Come on, let's hear it. Daddy sing bass. Mama sing tenor. Me and little brother just joined right in there. What do you think? I don't know. But they sang a hymn. <clears throat> then Jesus told him, This very night you will all fall away on my on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I, I have risen... I will go ahead of you in Galilee. Peter replied, even if I'll fall away on account of you, I never will. Okay, I've got some tenors, got some basses. Um, what if Jesus couldn't really sing? What if his voice wasn't great? You know? I mean, of course there's the idea that he could be angelic, you know, like, oh, you know. But what if it's like, what if Jesus like, you know, as part of his uh, taking on human flesh, was he couldn't help, he couldn't carry a note. That'd be funny too. Um, truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, "This very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times." He knows, man. He knows we're gonna we're gonna disown him. He knows when we're gonna fail him. Um, he knows when we're gonna. Let him down. We know what he knows when we we have uh, t we're overconfident and we stumble and scrape our knees, bump our heads, overspeak, overpromise, underdeliver. And he still loves you, man. He still loves you. Still loves me. Knowing all of that, he loved Peter. He knew Peter was going to deny him, but did it ever squelch the love he had for Peter? Not one bit. Nope. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the dis other disciples said the same. Yeah, me too, me too. Then Jesus went with the disciples back to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here a while, sit here while I go over and pray. He took Peter and the two other, disciples, two other sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here. Keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Hmm. That's what it means to be more like Jesus, to learn that prayer right there. Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me, but yet not my will, but yours be done. That's hmm. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray this so you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Isn't that the truth? 
Spirit is willing, but man, I get tired, I get hungry, get sleepy, get distracted. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away from me unless I drink it, may your will be done. And when he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. Their eyes was heavy, man. They were tired. So he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man has been, is delivered into the hands of sinner. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived with him with a large crowd with, armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged this, a signal to them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Jesus said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Betrayed with a kiss, man. That's the, that's the ones that sting the most. You know, they, they're, not, uh, they're not betraying you as uh, obvious enemies of yours, but they're betraying you as a friend. Of course, betrayal only happens based on a level of trust, <laughs> right? That's, that's why it's betrayal. There's no tr If there's no perceived trust, then there's no betrayal. Now, you can't betray me because I don't trust you not one minute. You know what I'm saying? So if that's if that's the relationship, you they can't betray you. But the way you're betrayed is when you trust somebody. You know, a loved one, a friend, a spouse, a coworker, a partner. You trust them. A family member. They betray you. Why? Because you trusted them. I mean, not they didn't betray you because you trusted them, but the fact that betrayal can happen is because there was a level of trust. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. Oh, Jesus said, do what you came for, my friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck his servant, the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Do you believe that's Peter right there? Put your sword back in his place, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? Mm. There's, your, there's, your, there's your, your proof that Jesus knew what he came to do. He came to willingly offer himself. He could, he could have uh, prevented it. He chose not to. He chose to die freely. In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you've come to me with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this is all taking place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Wow. Wow. That's a lonely spot right there, man. All the disciples deserted him and fled. Let me try to wrap this up, guys, before we run out of time. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin, which were the religious leaders of Israel, they were, they were not necessarily a religious organization. They, were a, uh, they governed the affairs of the Jewish community. They were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. 
Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I tell all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you've heard this blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, he answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard. A servant girl came and said, You were with Jesus of Galilee? But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are the one, you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. You're Galilean, man. You can't cover up that southern draw. Then he began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Wow. All right, you guys, let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word, so much in that chapter of the passion and the betrayal and the loneliness of Jesus, but also the love, the grace, and the passion and commitment to your will. Lord, may we be inspired to do likewise. Not our will, Lord, but yours be done. Bless my friends today. Encourage them, strengthen them. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for catching back up with me here this morning on this Tuesday morning. Lord willing, we'll be back at it tomorrow. Uh, Matt, or Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.